everybody, and welcome to the 30th episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Shawan, and joining me tonight, we have Ash Collins. Ash, how are you tonight? Not too bad. Excellent. So episode 30 was planned to be a, a great episode, uh, and it's still going to be. It's just going to be a little bit smaller than we anticipated. Uh, it was supposed to be all three of us back on the show for the first time in what would have been three weeks. But uh, last minute, things have gone on, and so it's just going to be Ash and I tonight. Uh, so unfortunately, what that means for you, the listener, is that you have to wait yet another week to hear our review on the Army of Darkness. And I understand that that must be frustrating, and I, we really do apologize for that. And I feel like we just keep building and building and building this hype for, for our opinion on the Army of Darkness that we really need to deliver something big when we actually finally review that. I mean, it's just, just keep pushing it off and off and off. Ash, I hope your feelings on Army of Darkness are as strong as they've ever been on any film we've ever talked about. Well, of course. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we, we keep, we're, it, it feels like we're trying to build the hype for it when in reality, it's just like stupid situations that keep popping up that, that screw us up. Uh, but I really feel like it's a movie that we want to talk about with all three of us here. So regardless, uh, you know, we apologize that once again, we have to push back Army of Darkness, but real life happens. And when you're doing something on a weekly basis like this, the real world gets in the way a lot. And we've been very fortunate up until about three weeks ago that all three of us have been here 99% of the time up, up until two, three weeks ago, we'd only had one episode with two of us. Otherwise, all three of us have been here. So I think that's that's pretty damn good, uh, especially th now that we are on episode 30, which I am just incredibly proud of and, and incredibly excited about. And I want to thank you guys uh, out there very much for listening. Uh, if you haven't been listening since episode one, please go back. Start at episode one. But but remember, start at what we call the quote unquote, the Cinefessions podcast, episode one. It should be, I think it's a, a review of Spring Breakers. Because that's where the, the Cinefession podcast was really uh, began. Because I was going back and listening to um, what I originally just called Cinefessions. And that was when the, the website was called The Movie Files. And it was just me at that, at that point. And I wanted to do something with the podcast. And so that's when I created, that's where the birth of Cinefessions came, that name. And it was, you know, The Confessions of a Cinephile. And so I did about four episodes by myself. But man, they are fucking terrible. And I thank everyone for giving me support through those, even though they were clearly bad episodes. But uh, everyone was very supportive, which eventually led to the birth of the Cinefessions podcast, which is what you're listening to now. And we are 30 episodes in. It's been Chris, Ash, and I for over 25 of those. A couple of them have just been Ash and I. A couple of them have been Chris and I. And tonight, it's just going to be you and me, Ash. You excited? Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. All right. So, Ash, I, I haven't asked you. We talked for a good half hour, 45 minutes before we started recording, but I didn't even ask. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, um, pretty good. Uh, we had a uh, we had Thanksgiving dinner at my uh, aunt-in-law's and just hung out there. I had work most of the day, so it was work, then go there and eat, and then come home and slide into food coma. Right. So that was pretty much my Thanksgiving. That's good. I watched the, the fucking Detroit Lions, who I, I don't know who that team was on the field last on last Thursday, 
because that team dominated the New York Jets. It was it was crazy. I'm sorry, the the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Jets. But man, it was a crazy game. They they killed them. And so uh, the city of Detroit was quite happy on Thanksgiving, which it doesn't get very often. So I was I was very thrilled for that. And then I watched the Cowboys get their ass kicked, which was very disappointing. But even though my two football teams are the Cowboys and the Lions, even that said, I love seeing the Panthers do this simply because of the fact that I used them in my Madden 16 team. And I played three seasons and I've been to the Super Bowl twice. I've been to the Super Bowl three times. I won it the first two years and I lost the Super Bowl game um, in my third season. So I just have a soft spot in my heart for the Carolina Panthers, even though I moved them to Los Angeles, as I talked about. It feels like eons ago, but it was probably, I don't know, three or four months ago when I was playing that pretty hardcore. And so I love seeing them go, uh, what are they now, 11 or 12 and 0, I think it is, which is, is fantastic. And they are now officially the only unbeaten team in the NFL because the Pats fell to the Broncos last last night in Sunday Night Football, which is pretty crazy. They almost, almost. If yeah. Buffalo had, had their shit together, they would have lost Buffalo. But yeah, you know, exactly. Buffalo hasn't had their shit together for the last two games. Yeah. So. I feel like I never really paid attention to the Bills until um, you know, I started talking with you a lot. And obviously, you're a huge Bills fan. But only the few seasons I've been following them, I can feel your frustration because whereas the Lions, well, to be fair, the Lions were an excellent team last year. Um, but before that, you know, before this era, really, they were just always bad. And so it was one thing to just always be bad. But the Bills, it seems like for the past few years, have kind of been mediocre and it's like they're gonna do that playoff run and then something happens they make it that stupid loss and it just doesn't happen they're gonna do the playoff run that stupid loss and it doesn't happen and just feel like that kind of that pattern's been repeating itself for a little bit and yeah. uh it's just it's it's frustrating to watch even as someone who doesn't really consider themselves a fan uh you know i'm, I'm a fan through you so i pay attention to them um and so it's, it's just frustrating yeah they they a lot of them stupid. I mean, they have the talent. Oh my god! When they came out swinging against the against uh, 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 the Chiefs uh, Sunday, it was just mm-hmm. it was like, oh my god, they're playing well. It's amazing. And then they <laughs> just like the middle of the second quarter, they just completely fell apart. Yeah. It's like, oh god. Yeah. Yep. The Bills are gonna Bills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's some of the, the people I follow on Twitter. Say. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so technically the Lions are, are still on the hunt, um, but I mean they just—I mean they're such a better team now than they were the first whatever eleven weeks of the season. You know we're on a three-game winning streak now, but they're just um, I, there's—I really see no chance in hell of anything happening. I feel like it, it, in order for us to truly be in the hunt, it's going to take the top three teams, which are the you know the, the well the top two teams really the Bear, um, the Vikings and the Packers to just start losing a lot. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm, I have no hopes for a playoffs push. That's unrealistic. Uh, I just, I like seeing them win. So, yeah, I think Buffalo really needed Kansas city to, they needed the win over Kansas city to be in it. Yeah. I, they still have a shot, Mm -hmm. but they absolutely have to win every single game. Through the right. rest of the season to make it more, yeah. more or less, unless mm-hmm. something disastrous happens to one of the other teams that's ahead of them, and right. I don't see that happening. They said, I think I was reading Kansas City. I think started off one and five, and now they're in the in the yeah. wild card hunt. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, just crazy. But anyway, 
moving on from football talk, because I don't know if we have any <laughs> fellow football fans, <laughs> but that's what happens when Ash and I get the podcast alone. So, all right. So, Ash, what did you end up doing after Thanksgiving this past week? Uh, well, um, aside from working, we had Black Friday. Uh, yeah. I took advantage of a few deals, and I got my copy of Mad Max Free Road, finally, and awesome. Jurassic World. Each under ten bucks, yay! Um, and then uh, got my wife a rather large monitor, yeah, twenty-seven inch monitor for her, so she can use. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a second monitor, but really that's going to be her first monitor. Yeah, <laughs> so, and the laptop screen will be the second monitor. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah you that's can how it is. Find a picture of that if you follow Ash on Twitter at dhgfashe. Because he posted that on there, and it's a good-looking monitor. Yeah, and then uh, my headset's dying. Uh, the, the there's like a short. Let me figure it out. In the uh, actual, the, the headphones go down to like a switch, like most of them do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then the switch goes to the to the PC, and there's a short in the switch where the volume control and the mic switch are. So oh. that's why we were having issues last week. And yeah. I've been having problems like with the volume. Like sometimes I'll have to like up and lower the volume to get it to come out of one speaker on my headset. So gotcha. Awesome. So yeah, I got another headset coming. What kind of um? Do you know what kind of headset you have right now? Uh, I've got a Razer Carcarius, which okay. um, the version I had was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's got it's got the braided cord and it, the sound is still really when it's working. The sound is fantastic, mm-hmm. and the mic was pretty good. Um, but these are also like four or five years old and they've been beat to hell. Kind so, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it was just time, but I'm getting a Logitech, uh, what is it? What do you have? G430? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm getting a Logitech G430 to replace the Carcarius because I was, I did look at a Carcarius. They had one on sale for clearance, but for whatever reason, Razer decided to get rid of the braided cord and go to the plastic cord, which are pieces of shit. Oh, so, gotcha. And I have cats around my house. The braided cord's perfect because A, they mm. leave it alone, and B, if they do to it, it's more than likely not going to break. Right. Whereas the plastic cord, they can just chew right through and it'll just completely fuck it up. Hmm. How much were the ones you ended up picking up on Black Friday? Uh, 40 bucks. I got them half off. Nice. I actually just bought, I'm I'm not using them right now and I don't know why I'm not, but I'm not. Um, I, I am using these ones I've been using for the past like three years of us podcasting, which are, which are good. Um, but I just picked up some specifically for like my PS4 and my Xbox one for gaming and they are incredible. I can't, it's a, like, I think it's like a Swiss or a Swedish company. They're supposed to be like pro gaming headsets, quote unquote pro gaming headset, but they're called like the Cloud X or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the brand name though, and that's going to kill me. And they're not in this room, so I'm not going to go chase them down, but, um, there are, <laughs> they're awesome. Like they f- literally feel like a cloud on your ear. They are the most comfortable things I've ever worn. Um, and they're great for when I'm playing, um, you know, my specifically what I've been using them for is Star Wars Battlefront. Um, and they're great for that. Uh, but I really should use them for what I'm doing right now because they work for it. They work for PC. They work for PS4, Xbox One with the um, stereo headset adapter. And so I really should be using them. But for whatever reason, I'm using my old ones because habit. Um, but 
Yeah. Yeah, I looked at I looked at getting a set that would work with my PS4 controller, but mm-hmm. then I realized I would have to use the USB adapter on my PC, and mm-hmm. I have I have middling luck with USB adapters anyway. Okay. Uh, as far as that goes with audio stuff, um, so I just kind of like meh. Um, <laughs> so but, uh, what what kind of plug does you, do the ones you have have on the end of them? Uh, they're straight up mic and headset jacks go right into my side of my laptop. And those that that'll work on your PS4. Well, the the headset will, but the mic won't because oh. separate, separate, separate cords and the PS4 uses. Right, obviously, duh. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone held up a sign at a Cleveland Browns game that says we still have LeBron. <laughs> oh my god that's fucking beautiful oh that's awesome <laughs> man, man oh jesus <laughs> yeah manziel caught partying again and then had his friends lie to the team and yada 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 what a what a mess that is man what a mess it was god. like I, I i forget what the tweet said but it's somewhere on my timeline that was basically you know what what shot do you want and he's like the once in a lifetime shot and then he just like drops it or something ridiculous like it was somewhere on my twitter timeline i just thought was absolutely hilarious i mean it's sad because clearly the guy has issues you know and he's a human being first and so that's really sad uh but it's just like man you just at some point you have to fucking get your shit together you know you have to do it yourself and uh i think the browns probably would have ignored it if he just completed and said, yeah, I went to a party and they had booze and, you know, right. I, I, you know, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it won't happen again instead of, oh, no, that was from months ago. And he just yeah. absolutely lied to them about it. It's like, yeah, nah. it's just, man, what a what a joke that franchise is. The only reason I ever pay attention to the Browns is because of a guy I follow on Twitter who's a diehard Cleveland sports fan, um, extreme, extreme gamer. And uh, he always posts stuff about the Browns, so that's why I pay attention to them. But anyway, that is our that is just a sneak peek at at Ash and I's NFL podcast, which is coming up in 2016. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, which is, we couldn't do that because it would be like an hour of us both bitching about our, our <laughs> favorite teams. Exactly, exactly right. Man, I always think about man. I would love to do an NFL pod. I would love to do a football podcast of some sort. But it's just like. I the the span of my knowledge is so narrow compared to some people out there who are just die hard, live it and breathe it, can tell you everything about every team. Like one of my like one of my good friends, he is just he knows virtually anything you could want to know about football, whether it's college or pro. And, you know, it's just what he loves. And it's just like, man, it's just overwhelming the knowledge that they have. But yeah, there, there's a couple of guys I follow on Twitter, and they 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 cover the Bills, so that's why okay. I follow them because they have the news and stuff. But they're they like football, but they don't necessarily. I mean, they don't necessarily root for the Bills. That's okay. why I, I'm more or less I follow them because they're kind of more objectionable about it, and it's like, yeah, this was a stupid move instead mm-hmm. of you know, as they say, homering it. You know, right. you know. Um, but one of the someone was like, "You guys really hate the Bills," and they're like. No, we don't hate the Bills. We like football. We just, you know, if we loved the team, we couldn't do our job. Because right. We can't. We can't be objectionable. Yeah. So, or objective <laughs> rather, they can be objectionable all they want. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. 
Yeah. And I still want to do the damn, I want to do a wrestling podcast, but like a retro wrestling podcast. Man, Mark Nadu, we are coming for you, Ash and I, when we do that podcast, because he would be a perfect addition to that wrestling podcast. Man, that'd be fun. But it's just no time with all the other shit. You know how it goes. Yeah. But anyway. Um, anyway. The then we can do whatever the hell we wanted. Dude, what'd you say? We need to win the lotto, then we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Oh, man. So, anything else that you did this past weekend? Or this past week, I guess? Way too much fucking work. Yeah. Way too much work. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Now, you're on six days right now, right? Uh, Well, right now, um, let's see. Last day off was... Let me pull up my calendar. <laughs> um, My last day off was the 20... 20- first oh wow yeah Yeah. so and i'm if i'm lucky i'll have the fifth off (sighs) if i'm lucky that's insane but they have to blow through all the work they've got this week and get at least be caught up and then then they'll discuss whether or not we get that day off we'll see it'll be like a thursday friday okay that's insane man oh man all right yeah i (laughs) go ahead i'm sorry uh, the money's good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You plan any upcoming trips? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many some... bills. Too yeah. many bills. My mom was trying to convince my dad to buy, instead of like buying gifts for Christmas, you know, because, we, you know, we're adults. If we want something, we just get it ourselves instead of just doing that. But she wanted to get us all a trip, a cruise for Christmas. And so... We're talking about maybe next year, instead of like celebrating Christmas at home, going on a cruise during the Christmas celebration time, you know, late December, basically. I think that would be a hell of a lot of fun. The only problem is paying for the flight because that's what gets expensive. The cruise isn't too bad. It's just the fucking flight to get to wherever we're going. That is super expensive. So that would be a lot of fun. I would enjoy that. I love cruises. They are the best things ever. (laughs) All right, yeah, so I did some gaming. I, you know, played some more Star Wars Battlefront, which I, I love. Um, and I played a little more WWE 2K16, which I think I talked about in the last episode. Um, but other than that, I didn't really get to do too terribly much because, you know, obviously it was uh, the weekend was, you know, Thanksgiving and then had to work and then had to move my buddy on Saturday and Sunday. So I packed him up on Saturday. We drove to Chicago. Uh, we obviously, we're from Detroit, so we drove to Chicago about a four-hour drive four and a half with the u-haul and uh unloaded everything spent the night on his floor hard ass floor which was terrible and then woke up the next day kind of dicked around in the city a little bit and then came back home and so it was a quick trip to chicago and back but we got him moved so that was the um you know the objective of the game and so we succeeded in that and then um yeah so what i did basically was i bought everything in the world essentially i spent an obscene amount of money this past week so my black friday shopping basically started a week from tonight which is monday it started last monday because i spend so much money at best buy i'm uh what you call an elite member and so i had access to those deals uh starting last monday and so because of that i was you know buying all these things i had on my list and a couple of them weren't uh, available on my wish list and so i I had to wait till later on in the week 
but I got all those on Thursday morning. So once Thanksgiving rolled around, I woke up Thursday morning. I was awake at like 830 because I was so excited about buying. And I did another huge purchase on Best Buy, got some, uh, you know, Christmas gifts in there. Um, and then I did some purchasing on Amazon. Um, I did some purchasing on WWE.com, WWEshop.com. Uh, I got another gifts, a couple gifts in there. I mean, it just, the amount of shit I bought this week is, is ridiculous. Um, but the biggest regrets that I have, I didn't get inside out, which Chris kept talking about. He was trying to find, he finally found one. Um, but it was kind of in bad shape, but he finally found inside out for the 10 bucks that he wanted to spend on it. I wanted to get the Southpaw steel book, which I didn't get cause I didn't end up at target at all. And I wanted to get Jurassic world. I'm disappointed that I didn't get Jurassic world. I didn't love Jurassic world at all, but I wanted to complete the collection. Like, like you've just done, you've completed your collection. And so I should have picked it up. But for whatever reason, I just kept skipping by it. I didn't think about it at the time. Um, but I think my best or the best thing I can say about this Black Friday was that I didn't step foot into one store, which is huge because I always, you know, I always do the in-store nonsense and I have fun with it. But as asked suggested, you know, the Internet's my friend. And so... I ended up doing everything online. Like 100% of my purchases were done online. I got home today and I had five boxes on my doorstep. And this was only day one. Like a lot of the stuff's coming between Tuesday and, and Friday. So it'll be interesting. I have to come home from lunch every day now to make sure that I don't get my shit stolen. But Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> I did all of my browsing online and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to bother going to the stores this year. Right, exactly. So the only place I didn't get to online that I was I should have, I guess, or whatever, was Target. But that's okay. My biggest purchase, though, were actually things that weren't even on sale. So for Christmas, I'm getting a projector. I know that because my wife purchased it. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yep. And so it's a, it's like a combined gift from my mom, my dad, my sister, and my wife. And so I'm getting this really nice projector, and it's going in the basement. And so I have to have a projector screen. And I have to have a sound system of some sort. And so I ended up finding this projector screen. It's actually a pretty nice one. Um, it's a 120-inch screen. And it's like a automatic. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like you push a button and the screen pops, comes down. You push a button and the screen goes up. Instead right. Of, and you pull down, which is pretty cool. And so I ended up getting that. And uh, I ended up getting, I was looking at different, like I wanted to get true 5.1 surround sound. Because that's what I used to have in my living room. That's what I had when I lived in West Virginia in our apartment. And that's what I had, uh, you know, and those moved around with us, obviously. And then they got to here where we are in Detroit and um, they, uh, the center speaker died and they're a really old system. So you couldn't really replace it. And they were like a home theater in a box system. So they're cheap, you know, but they sounded really good. I'm not an audiophile by any stretch of the imagination, but they sounded really good for me. And uh, it just made the whole movie watching experience more immersive. And so once those died, I said, screw it. I'm just going to go with a sound bar. So I got the sound bar, really liked it. Um, and then my wife actually bought me a second sound bar for a bedroom because whenever you watch Blu-rays, if you don't have a some surround system of some sort, some of the time you can lose the dialogue to the background no noise or the, or the music, which is a real pain in the ass. I hate that. And so I don't know if that's like that now. That was, you know, three or four years ago, the last time before oh, I had a system. still like that. Okay. I, I absolutely, I, I hate, um, Warner Brothers DVDs and Blu-rays uh, are really, really good at that. Uh, yeah. I, anytime I see a Warner Brothers, like, 
movie on that I want to get, it's like, oh god, this is gonna be good or bad because, <laughs> like, um, what was it? Um, the one with Johnny Depp, um, the uh, the musical with Johnny Depp. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yes. In order to hear the dialogue on that, we have to crank it up. Okay. Then as soon as they go into a song, yep, you're deaf. I fucking hate just, that. Uh, yeah, and the whole Blu-ray is like that. I ah. was just like, are you fucking kidding me? That's... But it's like, and, the, and Warner Brothers is really good at that. Not mm. like all their DVDs. It's crazy. I think they finally figured it out because okay. like Batman movies aren't too bad. That's good. Uh, the, the Chris Nolan ones, anyway. Yeah. Um, and the digital stuff I've heard from them, like uh, on Netflix, um, when I watched the Batman, Tim Burton Batman movies, hasn't been bad. Okay. But it's just like for a while, it was just like, oh, God, here we go. Right. Yeah. And so in order to relieve that problem, my wife bought me that soundbar. And so that it's I've been using soundbar since then. Um, and so I was looking, I was like trying to find it, you know, budget home speaker systems or true 5.1 because soundbars are, are good. They really are. They're great. Especially in my bedroom. I love my soundbar. But if I'm if I'm spending the money and getting a projector and a 120 inch screen, I want to be as immersed as humanly possible. And so I want something bigger, something bolder than a soundbar. And so I was looking up a bunch of things and, you know, everything I was finding, like the, the quote unquote inexpensive, the, the cheap uh, surround 5.1, true 5.1 surround sound systems didn't come with a receiver. And so I'd have to spend 300 bucks on the speakers and then another, I don't even know, two to 300 bucks on the receiver. And so I'm like, ah, that's just like, that's a lot. Like I've, I've bought so much this, this past week. Like I can't, I don't want to spend that much more. And so I figured if that's something that I want in the future, I can always buy in the future, save for it and pick it up and pick it up at a later time. And so I was searching CNET, which I use CNET a lot for my hardware, for my like hardware reviews. That's where I start. Then I'll go on Amazon, read reviews there. You know, I'll just try to do as much research as I can to to make the most informed decision that I can. And so I usually start with CNET. And they recommended for a soundbar, it was a Vizio, which I thought Vizio. Ugh, I always have such a, a bad uh, connotation with the word Vizio. Because back when I was first shopping for HDTVs years ago, Vizio was just that cheap brand that you bought at Sam's Club or, you know, something along those lines, wherever the hell you'd get it, Costco. I don't know. You probably could get it at Target too and or Best Buy. I, I have no idea. But anyway, I always heard negative things about Vizio. But since then, I was doing research and I, I've heard a lot more positive things about Vizio in, in the in the past couple years. And this soundbar from Vizio was one of their highest reviewed soundbars for the price point that I was looking. The best part about it, though, is that it is a what CNET called a true 5.1 surround sound system. It has the soundbar and it has two back speakers and it has a, um, a, a subwoofer. And so has the two in the soundbar itself are the two speakers and then you have the two back speakers which is four and then you have the, the subwoofer so it's what they considered a true 5.1 surround sound system and so i ended up picking up that one with it and so i'm really excited to get it of course i'm going to get my projector and my surround sound i think they're coming thursday and i have to wait all the way until christmas day to get my projector but at least i'll have everything set up and so I'm excited. So that's why I ended up going with this was a Vizio. I can't remember the model number, but if anyone's interested, just uh, shoot me a uh, message on 
Twitter and I'll let you know what I ended up with and I'll let you know how it uh, turned out once I actually get my shit all together after Christmas. So I'm excited about that. But other than that, um, I'm going to be putting together once I receive everything, which I should have everything, everything by this weekend. And my plan is to do nothing this weekend because we were so busy last weekend and I don't have to work this weekend at all. So my plan is to um, do a video, kind of a Black Friday week purchases video for Cinefessions. And so I will be uh, posting that hopefully sometime early next week or this this weekend here. And so I'll go through everything I bought. Lots and lots of video games, a few movies, some TV series. Um, I'll even show you my WWE shirts I bought, which I'm pretty damn proud of. So, <laughs> But yeah, but that's pretty much what I did last week, which is buy. I didn't do a lot of consuming, just a lot of purchasing. But yeah. All right. So with that in mind... Let's move on to the reason we are here, and that is to review episode five of Ash vs. Evil Dead, entitled The Host. And this episode was directed by David Frazee. All right, so just a fair warning, as always, there will be spoilers for not only this episode five, but episodes one through four as well. So just keep that in mind as we move forward. So the beginning of this episode, we have Ash tied up. And now if you remember at the end of the last episode, um, Kelly, her her body was taken over by the demon that Ash and the gang kind of let loose that they summoned a couple episodes back. And so that demon took over Kelly's body. And if you remember at the end of the last episode, Ash was like choking Kelly out. But in his dream, he was choking the demon out. And so then he was knocked out by Pablo because he was choking Kelly. So we pick up here and the opening scene is um, Kelly's going through the story about what happened and basically saying that the demon is inside Ash. Um, and <laughs> what I loved about this scene was Ash talking through his gag. I thought it was just hilarious. Yes. That was, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just like take the gag out and let him talk. It, it would have solved so many problems. It was, He's just, yeah, typical, typical. Yeah, it was very funny. Really well done. I love that they just kept it going the entire time she was talking. Um, but anyway, the Brujo decides that in order to get the demon out of Ash, as Kelly has said is the case, he needs to send Pablo. He sends Pablo to go get a knife. And so Pablo's like, uh, let's just get this clear. You're going to cut him open. And they, they're going on and on. Um, and then Kelly, as they leave, as Pablo and the Brujo leave, um, Kelly's eyes turn all black again and she says, I'm sorry, Ash, or something along those lines. And then we get the title screen. And so then Pablo and Kelly are in the RV. Uh, Pablo's freaking out because his uncle wants basically to cut up Ash to get the demon out. And uh, Kelly's trying to get him to stay calm. And, and she says, you know, have a drink or let's have a drink. And, and she's searching the uh, trailer for drinks, but instead she finds some pot. And so she tells Pablo to go get the go get a pipe so that they can they can smoke the marijuana. And she's acting like it's it's clear that she's acting very differently. She's being very sexual toward Pablo, which is very out of character for Kelly. Um, but I thought it was it was really well done by the actress. Yeah, she was great in that throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole episode, really. Right. Yeah, definitely. She's very it, it, her her seduction worked on me at least i'll tell you that it was very very well done but the next thing we get lucy lawless and uh oh the cop's name 
is Amanda. All right, make a mental note of that because when I forget it next week, I'm going to ask you what's her name. You're going to have to remind me. Like, I'll be like, yeah, you're going to have to go to like minute <laughs> X of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I can never remember her damn name, and I still don't know the. I still don't know Lucy Lawless's character's name, but so we got Lucy Lawless and Amanda, and they're driving down the road, and so we find out that they are following. They're trying to find Ash, and they're following the directions that they're being given by Ash's severed hand, which I thought was just fucking hilarious. And uh, Amanda's like, you know, what what's going on? She's like starting to freak out. And, and Lucy Loss is like, just just breathe. That's all I want you to do. And then all of a sudden the hand points in a direction. So they take off again, which I thought was really, really funny. And I think the hand, it looks really good. Yes. Yes, it does. I'm glad that they did not go with the hand in the jar thing that they'd originally <laughs> done because that just looks so much better. Yeah, this looks really good. I think they're doing a great job with it. It's probably one of the best special effects they have. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of really good special effects, but some of them, every once in a while, look really odd. But this one looks really good. So so the next time we get Pablo, he gets back to the trailer and, and Kelly is smoking pot out of the barrel of the shotgun and looking sexy <laughs> as hell. This is She was hot in the hell in this scene. And she's trying to get Pablo to smoke with him, smoke with her rather, by seducing him. And so he finally... He says, like, you know, uh, to tell you the truth, pot makes me real paranoid. How about if I grab a cup of Mountain Dews and I'll guzzle them down and then I'll get a really good buzz from them instead? I just thought it was really hilarious. I could just imagine Pablo downing a few Mountain Dews to get a buzz from him. And um, and so Pablo basically just doesn't shut up at this point. He just keeps talking and he's telling her, you know, he's been wanting to get close to her and, and he wants to be more than friends. And he asks her if she does too. And she says, yes. And then she blows this perfect smoke circle out. Um, and then he just keeps going on and on asking if they're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend and so on. Uh, and it's just hilarious. I just won't shut up. And then we find out why she wants him to take a, a hit from this shotgun Oh, 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 I have to say, I called this, like, the minute she she walked in, it was like, hey, you need to take a hit from this. And I'm like, <laughs> she's going to put a shell back in that damn gun just before she gives it over to him. Yep. I was like, you watch. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you, you picked it up before I did, because I didn't, I didn't think about it until uh, I actually saw the shotgun shell in her boot, which, so her plan is to, you know, have him take a hit and then put the shotgun shell in and blow his brains out. And so, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty brutal plan, but that's what the demon wants to do. So that's what the demon's going to try to do. And finally, she just gets, I could say she, but it's the demon. She gets um, pissed at him. Oh, but first she says, if you take a hit, you can kiss me wherever you want. And he says, even right here. Boop, and he taps her on the forehead and she's like, you can kiss me anywhere and you want to kiss me on the forehead. And he goes, a lot of guys would overlook that. <laughs> I thought that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and so anyway, eventually the demon just gets pissed and shows it shows its true face. And um, then we go to Ash and the Brujo and Ash finally gets the gag out of his mouth. And he says, you know, stop. Like Kelly is is or the demon is taking over Kelly and he's in and she's in there with Pablo right now. And so the Brujo lets him go and they run into the trailer. And that's when we see Pablo holding a shotgun to uh, Kelly. But he can't pull the trigger because it's Kelly, you know. And so 
Eventually, she lunges at him, and, and the shotgun goes up, and they take a shot through the roof. And Ash, Ash looks up through the roof, and he goes, son of a bitch, I just taped that. I just taped her up, or something like that. And it was so funny. And so, they finally get the demon uh, tied up in the shed. And at one point, the brujo puts a, a, a slug. I think it was a, it was a slug, right? Um, it's something like that. Yeah. Slug, a worm, something along those, whatever, something like that. And she puts it, he puts it down her throat and thinking that it's going to do something is what it appeared to me, but instead she just eats it. And then after she eats it, all of a sudden her stomach starts rumbling and she throws up this like green bile, which is filled with worms. It was really gross. And then I, I did have to say that was probably one of the worst CG effects that they've had in this series so far. Yeah, that's what I was Super thinking. That up. I was just like, oh, come on, guys. It was they managed to do it all right with the exorcist. You can't, you know, right. set up a projectile vomit machine here. I know. That's what I was wondering. It's like, how do you? Uh, well, hey, whatever. Yeah, that was it was not a very well shot uh, done CGI moment. No. But, um, regardless, the next point, the Brujo, he puts the. Uh, a towel on her face and then pours hot water. I'm assuming it was holy water. I think so. It was like blessed waters. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and then she, the, she just starts pissing herself. For, <laughs> I don't know why, but she starts a little herself. either. It was, that was so weird. A lot. It yeah. Like what? <laughs> and then Asha goes, Oh, well, we've all been there. <laughs> Um, and so then it looks like the demon's gone, but it obviously isn't. And then she spits something at Pablo. I don't know what the hell it was. They didn't even show it, but it seemed to have burned him a little bit or something along those lines. And then the demon starts smashing its head against like the back beam that it's tied to in an attempt to hurt Kelly. And that's when Pablo starts yelling at it, you know, trying to save Kelly. And then Pablo and the Brujo step outside and, and, um, Pablo, you know, he says it's all his fault because he let Ash summon the demon and then he apologizes to the Brujo for leaving the family once again. Um, but his uncle's like genuinely impressed by him because he says, you know, you found, you found the Hefe, even though it was buried so deep within Ash, you still found it. And so he seems genuinely <laughs> impressed. I, I the way he phrased it was a little more, you know, I can't believe you found this guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man and then it's kelly and ash and, and kelly's it looks like it's kelly again you know the eyes are normal and she's begging ash you know you have to kill me this is the only way this can end you know you have to do it and then she's like he pulls the shotgun out holds it to her head's about ready to kill her and she says just put a cross on my grave and that's instantly ash knows as we know that kelly's jewish and so she doesn't want to cross at her grave and so that's when he realized that he's being fucked with. And she's like, as the demon again, she's like, well, you can't blame me for trying or something like that. Um, and so then Pablo gets this bright idea that the demon just needs a different host. And so he storms back into the bottom. He's going to be the hero. And he grabs the demon and says, you know, take me. I'm a, I'm a willing host. And so the demon's hand starts coming out of Kelly's body, which I thought was actually a pretty cool moment. I mean, it was pretty uh, basic, but I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good effect. Yeah. And so the demon, that was a good effect. Yeah, that, that made up for the fake vomit. Right, exactly. Uh, and so eventually this, this demon just completely crawls out of Kelly's body, which I, I, I just wrote down insane. Like, I love that part. Um, and the demon grabs the brujo and, and Ash is trying to kill it with a shotgun, but it keeps reappearing and disappearing, reappearing and disappearing. And eventually it pushes the brujo and tosses him across the room onto a wooden stake. And so the brujo is now dead. 
which is sad because he's he's a great actor. He was he was great in that role. Yeah. Um, and then Ash he starts hearing these voices in his head. I think it started off a shoot first, think later, and then it turned into shoot first, think never. And then eventually the <laughs> demon pops up in front of him and he blows his head off, and these blue brains go everywhere. And so the demon is dead. Um, and then Kelly comes back around and she doesn't, she's like, you know, where am I? What's going on? Um, so the next scene, we have the burial scene, the, the trio, they take the Bruja out back and they, he's on top of this pile of wood and they set it on fire and, uh, Ash and Kelly walk away to leave Pablo, you know, to say goodbye to his uncle. And then he's, you know, saying, you know, I'm sorry again for everything. And, um, then this chain pops out of the flames and, and his uncle, the spirit of his uncle, whatever it is, it's just a voice. We just hear a voiceover starts saying something to him in, in, in Spanish. I think it's Spanish. And uh, Pablo goes to grab the chain, but of course it's hot. So he's like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's burning his hand. Um, and he says, you know, thank you. And I won't let you down. And then he walks away and it just feels like he has this newfound, I don't know, uh, machismo behind him. Um, and as he's walking away, I thought it was really weird. Like these other pieces that we saw earlier in the, in the series, these like wooden art pieces as he's walking by and they just start catching fire, which I thought was pretty cool. Did you notice that? Or did you think anything of that? Um, yeah, no, I liked that. I liked the, the music in this episode was really well chosen too, even though they're, they're all covers. I think they're all covers of like the original songs. Mm -hmm. Um, they chose good covers that fit with what was going on. That's cool. I didn't notice that. And that's a good catch. I didn't I didn't notice them all being covers. Yeah, at least I think that I know the, the girls just want to have fun. Right. What's that? What's that? Or am I, no, I'm thinking of Supergirl. I'm getting them mixed up because I was watching them back to back. Oh, OK. Gotcha. No, yeah. There was uh, there was uh, there was Lucy Lawless and, um, and um, Amanda were in the car. That one was a cover, I think. But OK. I think the cover is actually more famous than the original. Song. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, they, they, and toward the end there, that picked a great song for that, but yeah, they, they nice timing with the visuals and everything. Um, I do like, uh, with this series, I don't know what it is. It's either the way they film it or the cameras they chose or the film mm-hmm. that they've chosen for it. This whole series has a very film quality to it just like the shots they choose and the way they've shot it. And like, just like the detail, like everywhere, like I have shots like full of it. Like I, like one of the recap shots, I was just like, man, I was thinking about it. Cause like, it uh, it was a stupid shot to think it on, but it's when (laughs) Ash first gets out of the trailer or the car and he's walking up the driveway to the Brujo's house. And oh, okay. all of this is a shot of his feet in the driveway and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's like really cinematic. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I started paying attention to it more throughout the episode. It's like, they really are shooting this really, really well. I mean, it doesn't feel like a TV show. Right. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I think the 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 style is very cinematic, but I think the picture quality is very digital. And now... I imagine I I'm feeling that might be it. Maybe it's just it's a really ultra high def that might be picking it up. Yeah, I I don't know. I would assume given where, you know, this day and age, I would assume that they're filming this and it's a TV series that they're filming this with digital cameras, you know, reds or whatever they're filming with. Um, And so I think that that image quality comes out. But I definitely agree with what you're saying in terms of like the style and the way it's filmed. You can tell that these are people who. If even if they don't, I don't know what 
you know, Frazee's background is, but you can tell that Sam Raimi is somewhere back there who is a clear film mind and, and helping push it in the right direction in that film direction, I feel like. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. That's interesting. So finishing up this episode, Ash and, and Kelly are in the trailer and Ash gets her an ice pack for her head. And that's when we find out that she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't even barely remember being at the at the reservation. She just remembers getting there and then kind of it's all blank from there, which, of course, you know, is, is pretty obvious because how else would you handle the situation with Pablo and her? And so Pablo then walks in. And tells him about this necklace that the Brujo dropped for him. And then Ash, you know, stands up and he's like, you know, I'm really, I just want to apologize for you, you know, for your uncle and, and for all of this. And, you know, he says, it's my fault. And Pablo's like, oh, you know, it's not your fault or I don't know, whatever the hell he says. And Kelly's like, no, it's pretty much 100% your fault, maybe even more. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Ash goes, I liked you better when you were possessed. And Pablo goes, uh, and Pablo goes, yeah, I did too. <laughs> and she goes, well, I must have been a pretty good time. And Pablo says, you kind of were. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was a really funny exchange between the three of them. And then we get the introduction of the new fist. Um, or, well, of the new hand, which can make a fist, which Ash is really excited about. Suddenly they do like the group pound. And then, <laughs> and then he picks it up and he flips him off, which I thought was just fucking hilarious in a, a really good way to... uh basically end the episode because the final shot is them in the getting back on their journey forward driving the trailer and the car down the road as the episode comes to an end so all right so what were your um overall thoughts for episode five of ash versus evil dead um it was good uh it it kind of feels like a it almost felt like a bridge episode um that that was kind of disappointing. It didn't have quite the same impact, I think, as the last two did. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's still pretty good, and I, they had mostly decent effects, uh, and and the acting was great. But it was just, it, it didn't feel like. It kind of felt like they were spinning their wheels a little bit, and they didn't because they they didn't really learn anything. They didn't really accomplish anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just, I mean, it was interesting. It was fun. They had some great lines. But just, mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like, okay, we need to pad out this a little bit. That's what it felt like with this. So, yeah, I could see what you, I could see what you're definitely see what you're saying there in terms of, you know, the characters didn't really learn anything. We as an audience didn't really learn anything. Um, and so in that sense, yes, but it all, instead of, instead of it being a, a bridge episode to me, it kind of felt like the end of a, of, of a arc. So kind of like the end of the bridge, you know, they're exiting that bridge and they're about to step off to a new arc, a new bridge. Uh, I'm okay, trying yeah. to use a stupid ass metaphor, but it felt like we're at the halfway point And now we're at, a, we're at a point again in the series where anything can happen. Um, that's how it ended. You know, we don't know. Do we know where they're heading next? Did they even say? No. They yeah. So the car and drove off. Yeah. And so I think that's interesting. Um, and so it kind of felt like the end of a bridge to me, the end, well, more specific, more accurately, the end of an arc. Uh, and so it'll be really interesting to see where episode p six picks up and where that goes. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree in the terms of it was definitely not an episode that moved it forward very much, but it felt necessary to close out the Brujo part of the series, the Brujo arc of the series, if you will. And so I think that's 
what made it important to me. And I guess I'm going to argue my own point here because I feel like the characters do gain something. I think Pablo takes a huge step into becoming what I think he will eventually be. And that is, you know, one of the heroes, if not the hero. I don't know that. I don't think he'll take over Ash as the hero. He's not the Hefe, but he's definitely episode five, halfway there. He's taken a big step from where he has in the first half. And so I feel like now he has that chain. He has that uh, desire to protect Kelly even stronger now. I think the next five episodes for him are going to be uh, very interesting to see him take on that hero role a little bit stronger. I'd actually like to see Kelly um, do a little more kick-ass stuff. Yeah. I think, I, honestly, I think she has more potential than... than uh, Ash's buddy does. <laughs> Pablo, yeah. Yeah. Um I I what I want I think that they're building Pablo to be that to be that hero and I love that, but I don't want Kelly to be the one he's rescuing necessarily. I want yeah. her to be just as badass as the other two. You know, yeah, I want her to be that well. strong female character that we don't get to see a lot. You know, I don't want her to be the damsel in distress that we see in virtually every fucking thing ever. And so hopefully that's the way it goes. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we get more of Amanda and L- Lucy Lawless in the coming five episodes because they were in one scene in this episode and that was it. So we shall see. But yeah, so I, I'm, you know, as I always say, I'm excited for the next episode. And I think that's most important. Um, yeah. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about because I haven't talked about it at all for this, um, just because I think it's. You know, this is on stars. This isn't on, which is a pay station. You know, we pay for this every month. It's not on MTV where, I mean, you pay for it, but it's different. You know, it's cable. You're not paying an extra 15 bucks a month to see it. You're just paying your cable bill. And so what's, I don't know. I just felt like the ratings are going to be different here than they normally are. And I don't really have anything to compare it to. I guess if I was a better podcast host, I would have, you know, done a little more research on other shows on stars and what kind of ratings they've seen. But I'll I'll make sure to look into that a little bit more next time. But we're halfway through, so let me go over the ratings here from episode 1 to 4 because unfortunately episode 5 ratings were not listed yet. I couldn't find them. And so episode 1 had 437,000 viewers. Episode 2 dropped down to 276,000 viewers. Episode 3 went back up to 383,000 and episode 4 went up again to its highest yet at 448,000. So I think that's a really good sign of uh of things to come and hopefully it continued to raise for episode five but we shall see i'll have hopefully have those numbers for you next week so where did the, where does that fall was that kind of does that sound about right to you or does that seem low does that seem high what do you think ash i'd actually love a comparison to uh stars did the spartacus series right yes uh i'd actually kind of be curious to see what to know what the spartacus series had done that's a yeah very because uh, I think I think uh, they actually share um, I think Bob Taper uh, is one of the producers on Ash vs Evil Dead and I think he was on Spartacus as well. Oh okay. Um, I'd actually be kind of curious what their ratings were on that. Well, let me see. Oh, really, they're not listed. That's lame. I was trying to pull it up real quick because that's a, a very good question, but. Oh, hang on. Let me see if it's here. Here we go. Okay, so this is 
um, Stars, Blood, and Stand, which is the first season of Spartacus. It's debuted on Spars in Stars rather in 2010. All right, so episode one had 660,000 viewers. Episode two had 770. Episode three, 860,000. Um, 660,000, 850,000. It looks like the high. Wow. As this, as it went on, it looks like episode 12 was the high at 1.29 million viewers. And that was for season one. So, I mean, given, (laughs) given the budget of what this is, this isn't doing, I feel like this is doing really well in that sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd have to, I mean. I don't want to waste the time, waste everyone's time going through every season of this, but this is just the first season. But yeah, uh, and I feel like it probably, you know, picked up more. They were doing around a million on the third and final season of Spartacus. They were okay. they topped out at, at 1.4 million and their low point was 870,000. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing that now. Yeah. So that's interesting to compare that. But I think the appeal for Spartacus is much greater much broader than the appeal than the audience that they're f- trying to find for Ash versus Evil Dead. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they're both, you know, ultra violent. Spartacus has a lot more naked women in it, which is, you know, always a positive thing. But I think the casual viewer is more likely to put on Spartacus just as the casual viewer is more likely to put on Game of Thrones than they are Ash versus Evil Dead because it's clearly a uh, horror comedy that's aimed at those that love the Ash for, or the Evil Dead movies. So I'm with that in mind. I think it's I think it's doing really well from an amateur yeah, standpoint. Yeah, they're gaining viewers. So exactly. That'll help. I mean, stars had already renewed them for a second season before they even debuted the first one. Right. So right. Um, and I'm wondering what's what well, I wondering what the subscriber count is now compared to what it was back in 2010 2011 12 when you know spartacus was was going strong because i feel like what does why why would i spend 15 bucks a month on stars when i could spend that on on hbo when i get game of thrones and you know whatever other shows are on there i just feel like game of thrones is the big one um and so i don't i don't know i wonder what their viewership or what their subscriber base is like compared to compared to then but something i don't have an answer for now just a just a question <laughs> yeah anyway so that that's where it's looking ratings wise um and i'll be interested to see once the fifth episode is finally or the ratings for the fifth episode are finally put out there i'll be interested to see what those final ratings are so yeah excellent any other uh final thoughts on episodes one through five the first half of Ash versus Evil Dead? No, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, either. I just wanted to verify. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to verify that we are, in fact, getting 10 episodes of Ash versus Evil Dead, and we are, so good. Because, you know, we talked about it last week. We weren't entirely certain, but it looks like we are, so. Very good. All right, so that is that. And remember, uh, we, again, we had unforeseen circumstances that kind of screwed us up tonight. And so we're, uh, Chris, unfortunately, wasn't able to be here. And so we are moving the Army of Darkness review to our, I'm just going to say it this way. We're going to move it to the next episode that has all three of us. Now, now, if that's episode 31 or episode 35, I don't know. But whenever that happens, that's when we're going to talk about Army of Darkness. 
So if you haven't watched yet, at least this gives you the opportunity to watch the theatrical cut. Uh, we're not doing the director's cut. We're doing the theatrical cut. Um, so if you, you know, haven't had the opportunity to watch that, definitely do so before we get to our review of it. Any other thoughts, Ash? No, uh, I think we're good. Excellent. All right. So this week on Cinefessions, we have some couple awesome reviews going up, both from Ash. The first of which is going to be a Jessica Jones review, which if you have Netflix, you can watch it on there. It's the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Ash reviewed the entire season one of that. So make sure you check out Cinefessions.com for that, which will be coming up uh, later this week. And then following that one will be a review from an independent film that we received. Uh, it was a, um, a horror anthology, correct? Yes. Okay. And remind me the title. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But look for that one. It's going to be the other one. That's not Jessica Jones that goes on the podcast. Uh, on the website on, this on. week. Uh, the Horror Network. That's the Horror Network. Thank you. Horror Network. Yes. Yeah. So watch out for the Horror Network review, which will be live later on this week. And with that in mind, Ash, thanks for sticking around tonight. I know we got a late start, but uh, I'm glad we were to get through this. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get Chris next week. Yeah, exactly. Definitely hope to get Chris back next week. So, all right. And I want to thank everyone for listening and we will catch you next time. Yeah.